This is Harry Hogs Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a game between the Redskins and the Giants. We talk about Vinny Serrato resigning, or in our words, we talk about Sean Sweezum Trader going back to the Cowboys, and much, much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? What's happening, Redskins fans? Yo. Nation. Dudes, we are in danger it is time for the true tomorrow, fair dude. weather fans to be gone and forgotten, because if you're still a Redskins fan after that game last night... You mean kind of like Aaron when he told me he was going to bed at halftime? Dude, I knew you were going to bring that up. Aaron, didn't I say he was going to bring that up? We totally yeah. knew you were going to bring that up, Chapel Hill. We 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 baited you with it. I was like, I'm going to text Josh and tell him. And I'm what going was to my bed response to you? Says. Chapel Hill. You said whatever f w f. Which I'm assuming means fairweather fan. And then I said, whatever, C-H. Yeah. Which means Chapel Hill. And then you wrote back, whatever, like, eight letters. And then you yeah, put a then, whole bunch of Aaron asked, in there. And then Aaron asked what John what they meant. <laughs> John didn't know. And so, uh, to this day, they are, um, you know, you just have to wait. You have to figure that out. Perhaps, Perhaps the answer is. is in Chapel Hill. Perhaps. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> can we can we just say we sucked in that game? That was horrible. That was the third worst game I've ever seen in my life. Third worst Redskins game I've ever actually watched in my life. Mm. And I'm not talking about games like pre 1975, the year of my birth. I'm talking about games I've actually watched. Yeah, yeah. That might have even been the second worst game that I've ever seen. I don't know. I don't know. Like, my second worst game for me is the loss to the Patriots two years ago. At least that was on the road. Mm. But that, I think that was worse than this loss to the Giants because that was just an absolute whooping. Um, and I think that we were really lucky to score that touchdown near the end of the game. Um, the worst game that I've ever seen was Super Bowl eighteen. A whooping. Yeah, Speaking a- of a whooping. We almost, we almost had the same score from that game. It was almost 38-9. It could have been thirty-eight to nine, except somebody sore, sore. decided that uh, he just doesn't care anymore. Dude, we gotta break. We we <laughs> we definitely have to use that because we've only got two more episodes before we get to cut that sound effect forever. I was hoping um, he'd be cut today, dudes. The funny thing is, though. Zorn doesn't care. Zorn does not care. He knows he's never going to be a head coach ever again, at least not at the pro level. So he's got all these bizarre – you know, we complain about all these trick plays, cutesy trick plays and everything that he keeps trying to do that sucked, that caused them to go to a bingo parlor and bring back Sherman Smith <laughs> in the NFL. Now he just doesn't care. He's like overturning. He's probably on the radio saying, nope, we're not going to run that. We're going to run that trick play where I send everyone over to the left sideline except for the punter, the backup tight end, and our third receiver. 
Remember that play that I drew up on the napkin a couple weeks ago and you guys kind of ignored me? That's the one we're going to run right now. Yeah, he just doesn't care because he's never going to get a chance to run these plays like in a professional level ever again. So he's like, well, screw it. Let's do it. He's like, we're going to run the I suck shift left on three. Let's go. (laughs) I suck shift left on three. Go. I suck. John Gruden said he was like, he was like, they don't even protect their hunt. Their their punters here. Their kickers here. <laughs> I can't even tell oh, you. That like, was so terrible. Steve Young after the game just like wouldn't shut up about it. He was like, I, I, I got to get off of this, but I I, I can't. I, it was pathetic. Well, and Aaron, that's kind of how you were. And then when I woke up this morning, I had a slightly fresher mind about it. Um, I was like, you know what? I think he's just doing it let because me, he let doesn't Let me tell care. you what Hunter Smith said. Uh, said. These are, this is his quote. Hunter Smith, when asked, when asked about this play, <laughs> when asked about this play, Hunter Smith said, when you run it in practice, theoretically you catch them off guard and they go safe mode and leave me alone and just make sure I have nowhere to go and nowhere to run beyond the line of scrimmage. And in some cases it might work that way. But in their case, dot, 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 he never fin- he never finished the <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Maybe it's because in their dude, case it's, they knew they what was going to happen. Like, their defense blitzed like every single play of the game. It's not like they weren't going to go rushing in on him on that one. Yeah, when he had one blocker, like you're playing football in the street or something. Like Todd Yoder was the center, and Malcolm Kelly was there, and they just kind of trotted downfield after he hiked the ball. I mean, Todd Yoder had barely stood up, and three Giants had already passed him. He was like, yeah, yeah, it was like the whole Giants team yelled, Blitz! And ran in. <laughs> totally, it's like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Dude, Blitz! <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, Steve Young at the end of the game was like, yes, we knew what you were going to do. You were going to try to throw it to the center no matter what. If you had to run the play all day, you were going to keep going until you could throw it to that center. That's, it's, it's like Jim Zorn squared or cubed now at this point because we just he drove us crazy before when he was the only guy calling plays and doing stupid plays like this all the time but now that he doesn't care because he knows he's gonna get fired oh man it's just out of control i can imagine that the guys that were on the radio the shermans were on there well let's do this play no we're gonna kick the field goal no we're gonna do this and jim zorn's like oh no boys we're going to run. <laughs> what did you call it, Aaron? Let's suck, suck on three. The I suck shift left the on I three. The I suck shift on three. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that that. Yeah, but you know what? As he was running that, I think I think Jim Zorn had an invisible uh, your number one salute going up to the, pre- the uh, owner's box at the same time <laughs> he was doing that because he just doesn't care. Yeah, and Bruce Allen was up there like drinking coffee, just like shaking his head. Look, oh, oh my. Yeah, that was a. I think that pretty much summed up, if not just the game, pretty much the entire season. And dudes, I was so pumped after that game against Oakland last week because not only did the Redskins win, but they won handily. They finally beat a team they were supposed to, and they beat them by a lot of points, multiple scores. I don't think. I mean, some people thought the Redskins would win this game or keep it close. I thought the Redskins had a really good chance to win this game. I don't think anybody thought we were going to get whooped up so badly. That was terrible. Oh, it was absolutely horrible. Dude, you know that 
you and you alluded to it, John, yeah. but that wasn't the big news this week. The big news this week was that was that there were oh, yeah. twenty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it. The big news, big news this week is that is that there were twelve thousand five hundred tons of snow removed from FedEx Field. So that we could watch him play that pathetic <laughs> I guess game. That, I, guess, I guess that's all the cocaine that <laughs> Vinny Serrato left behind. Dude, it would have been a better game if they just left the snow on the field. Oh, man. Well, there were there were small little snowballs you saw zinging out there every now and then, but they were like little, like, teeny, you know, half-assed ones. Oh. But yeah, dudes, yeah. The if, they showed, if they showed that Dude, Giants yeah. fan with, like, the string of license plates around his neck one more time, I was about to jump through you know the television he stole, and rip them you off. You know he stole those <laughs> off of cars? I just, I, I just expected him to grab a microphone. <laughs> he probably he was walking down the street, unscrewing them from cars, going Philadelphia soul. <laughs> um, but dudes, talking about the snow, did you, did you guys realize there were twelve hundred workers that that were there to shovel and clear all that snow out? They probably got offered <laughs> free seats for the game in the club level in order to do that. And it still wasn't cool. <laughs> oh yeah, the number of empty seats. The only thing that was better than seeing the empty the number of empty seats at the beginning of the game was seeing the number of empty seats. I'm sure that Danny was like, I paid. Danny was like, I paid 1,200 workers for this. <laughs> and what was up with that sweater vest? Trying to impress wearing? Bruce. Trying to impress. Yeah, dude, seriously. <laughs> Dude, all I know is uh, we really need to focus on what was even the bigger, bigger news. Um, yes. The man who left all that snow behind. Yes. Vinny Serrato. Yes. Serrato. <laughs> yeah! He actually resigned, but it was funny that two hours He's later, nothing Bruce but a Allen blip in my distant memory. Yeah, he resigned. Oh man, and, this is and the biggest I, news I didn't the hear a single player like give him a positive like vote of confidence. <laughs> like everyone was either non-committal or you know, I wish him the best of luck. Or I mean, Carlos Rogers had a grin. He had a grin from ear to ear, and he was like, "I'm not saying a word." What about Quentin Ganther? Quentin Ganther was just like, I don't know what all these guys are happy about because he's the one that signed most of them to this team, and. uh you know, a lot of these guys are probably going to be gone when the new GM comes in here and starts firing people. All I know is we're not going to see Vinny Serrato in any kind of capacity near an executive vice president player personnel guy, you know, de facto GM. We're never going to see him have a role even close to that in the NFL again because he was such a joke. I mean, no one would have hired him to do this job except Snyder. And no one's certainly going to hire him at this point. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact, dudes, that he, when he released a statement, he's like, I've played with some of the best football players, or I've been around some of the best football players in the world, which wasn't to say that they were good, which was him saying, and I'm the one that drafted them. <laughs> and then, and then he says, and I've worked with some of the greatest coaches in the history of football. Like Joe Gibbs, <laughs> Greg Blosh, and Sherman Smith. <laughs> and I was like, you want to throw the old ball coach in there, man? There, oh. there, there, there. Oh, 
Yeah, I don't think it was any secret that he and Zorn don't like each other. But for him to say all that stuff, like he left in about, he could have been more classless, but not by much. But this is a promising day for the Redskins that he's gone. It's the biggest between news him of the being week. gone and Sweezum getting cut, which we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later after the break. What's going on with that? Um, and bringing in Bruce Allen, who, I mean, he took the Raiders to the Super Bowl. In what, 2002 against the Bucks, mm-hmm. And that was with the worst, own, uh, you, you know, I mean. He knows how to deal with Dan Snyder and Yeah, Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones are two of the worst owners in the NFL. But, good God, Al Davis is the worst. And there, there's no denying it. It's hands down. He is the worst owner in the NFL. And Bruce Allen was able to take that team to build a team there in Oakland and take it to the Super Bowl. So I think this is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's huge for the Redskins, and that guy looked like he was he was about to clear house. He didn't look like some crazed out <laughs> cokehead like Vinny Serrato. Yeah, no lie. Yep. So, yes, that is a huge, huge, huge day for the Redskins to get rid of Vinny Serrato. Here's an Albert Hansberg. So, anyway, we might as well go into the kicking the balls awards. <laughs> Here's the music. It's time for this week's. Kicking the Balls Award. This week, Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Sean Missum Swisham. (laughs) (laughs) May he and Vinny have windy walks together. Okay, who wants to go first on this one? Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, there are so many kicks that you can give in this game. I mean, we I, we saw guys giving up. We saw guys playing like absolute doggy poo-poo. Um, I'm going to single out number 76, the new one, who is not putting any uh, – who's not adding to the, uh, the history of the number 76 that John Jansen has a uh, – you know, he, he – he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but he did a very good job for a long time wearing that number for the Redskins. Dude, the Levi seriously, that, that was so <laughs> my horrible, kick. Dude. They brought him in, and he was good for like, oh, dude, yes. was it really? I didn't think you were going to pick him. All right. Oh. But All right. you know what? Serve it. You know Go what? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, Levi Jones. I mean, he was good in the first game he played in, and he has gone downhill you know, just gaining momentum every game. He's horrible. There was one time when I think it might have been Kiwanuka or somebody like that got around him and hit Jason Campbell before he even – he barely moved before Jason Campbell was getting hit and thro- and knocked to the ground. <laughs> yeah, he just looked and like Levi a big... Jones was like a frozen fat statue on the left <laughs> side, just like, oh, what? He like looked... he was just kind of standing up and getting up to a normal person's like – Hype, like like standing up out of a stance and just starting to turn, like you could just start to see the side of his face um, <laughs> through through from the uh, side of his helmet when the contact was already being made. And Jason <laughs> Campbell's going, oof! He was standing there like a giant redwood. <laughs> Dude, don't give giant redwoods a bad name. <laughs> oh, I mean, there were a lot of people on that offensive line that were terrible. I mean, Stefan Hauer was bad, but he was battling a uh, I forget it was an ankle or a knee, and he ended up going out. Mm-hmm. And being out for the second half of the game, so yeah, man, boy, there are about a lot of bad people. My my kick goes to Levi Jones. 
That's a good kick. You suck. All Cut! Right. All right, what well, you, since Josh? I can't get my kick to Levi Jones and, you know, as you mentioned, Stefan Heyer. Dudes, let me just touch on that for a second because I was truly going to kick Levi Jones. These are guys that these are guys that should should not be <laughs> playing on a roster. Um, the, the, Levi Jones are, was a former first round pick, I, one of Vinny's favorite things. FF, I don't care. What, these are guys FFRPs. that shouldn't even be on anybody's <laughs> roster, much less starting. And they're starting for the Redskins. I just gotta, I just gotta put that out there. It's um, man, Levi Jones. Um, and Josh, yeah. yeah, on that note. On that note, where you, like you just said, they should not be on anyone's roster, like Levi Jones. That's why the Bengals cut him, and no one picked him up until what week eight, Seriously, week dude. seven. Oh, but he's an FFRP man. Those four first round picks. Give me some cocaine. <laughs> Vinny's other favorite thing to do is to Vinny's other favorite thing to do is to pick up undrafted free agents from Maryland. Doesn't matter. Oh, Vinny's good not there God! <laughs> the, the football powerhouse that is Maryland. I mean, I'm sorry to all you Terps fans out there, but. Seriously, dudes, let me Maryland. let me ask this question before before like, I give my um, kid. I need to go do some question. scouting today. I'll because, just go down to Maryland. Uh, you know, back on the Vinny Serrato thing, do we truly think this is the end of Vinny Serrato's relationship with the Washington Redskins? Or you know, I kind I kind of I kind of yes, touched on this has this be. past week. I mean, is it possible this is only the first act of the play, and that somewhere along the lines, Vinny's going to come in and be some sort of crazy consultant? Uh, in Dan Snyder's back pocket, I don't. I don't think okay. so. No, he's, I think he's done. Cut. I think he has to be done because Dan Snyder knows that he has lost a large amount of fans, which impacts him in the he's pocket. Been done book. before. Then he's he been fired before. I guess we'll call it. He carries a pocket. Say the pocketbook for him. I guess. Yeah, he got fired before, and then he brought him back. But I, I think he realized. Not only does he have to make a complete clean cut to show the fans us that he really really means business with this but i from what it sounded like from the interviews with the players and and you know everyone talking about and off the record blah 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 no one had anything nice to say about vinnie serrato pretty much no one liked him and he was he was basically a cancer in the locker room when he would show up and in the front office and he he was just detrimental to the entire team and i think that's one of the main reasons that they cut him now, instead of in the off season, it was getting so bad. Snyder was like, "I got, I got to let him go now because it's getting that bad." Because remember, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about uh, how he had taken Zorn, like after one of the games. I think it was the Dallas game or the Philly game, and had like just blasted him after the game in the locker room. Like I guess in the coaches' part of the locker room, away from the players, but just like totally ripped into him. And I don't think the players really appreciated that. Yeah. Vinny Serrato. Okay, well, enough about that. Enough about that, then. He was I'm a joke. going to uh, give my kick to Dirty 30, LeRon Landry. Um, I thought that he had a horrible <laughs> game. He continues to tackle horribly. He continues to miss his assignments, picking up his, his man in the zone, fighting on plays. I, I don't know what has happened to Sailor this guy. diving. You know, we thought we had such high hopes for him coming in, uh, especially after the loss of Sean Taylor. And here we are with this, as Aaron refers to him, sailor diver um, that just comes flying across the screen and the guy continues on downfield. So 
I mean, there are numerous bunch of little kicks I could I could give a kick to Justin Tryon, but I'm not. So I mean, LeBron Landry, I, I'm at the point where I'm ready to say, <laughs> let's clean some house. Let LeBron Landry be on the house cleaning list. Dude, let's see if we can trade him. See what we can get for him. Pretty much everyone in the entire game sucked. Yeah. But yeah, LeBron Landry had a uh, had two of those uh, whiffs to quote Dan Patrick, the whiff. I'm that's sorry. That's what my new nickname is for him because that's basically what he is. I'm sorry, dudes, but I have to give mine to Jim Zorn because that was the most asinine play that I've ever seen at the end of the first half. First of all, why did he why did he let the clock run down to two seconds? Why did he run a play before halftime? And he totally did that on purpose. Aaron, you're right. I'm sorry to jump in, but you're right. You're exactly right. He didn't. He didn't sit there and look like all <laughs> clueless, like he often does, and be like, "Oh, you know, Jerry Gray didn't have to like run up and be like, time out, time out, or something like that." He wanted to cl- run the clock down to that. That's point. a good idea. Let's just waste some waste some precious seconds when you're down by what twenty four points or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, with fifteen seconds, yep. um, it was a four and four. Remember that. Yeah. So kick a field goal, put no some points out, on the. Still, the why not goal. kick a field goal? Why or why not if you, or if you're down by 24, why not take one normal shot in the end zone? Why do this stupid street football stuff? Okay. He gets my kick, and Dude, at that point I'll in the game, exactly. I was like, he better be gone by tomorrow morning, and he's not. He's not. He won't. He won't be he's, gone until the end of the season. Thinking up trick plays, but. Yeah, dude, we already talked about why he did it, because he doesn't care. I don't want to put explicit on here, but he doesn't give a F anymore. Freaking free. He knows he's fired. He just doesn't care. I'm not excusing what he did whatsoever, because I, I was thinking we would maybe have to give him a collective kick, but yeah, he, he just doesn't care. He's been he's been used so bad by this organization. Does not he, Danny he Smith have to agree with him that they should have should have or should not have run that play? Is that not a special teams play? No, he's the head coach. Dude, he's the All head right. coach. Look for the look for the <laughs> onside kick Danny next uh, next week against Dallas to start the game. I'm just saying, look for it. Oh man, it's good. it's oh man. Let's 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 shelve that for uh, until the second half of the show because I'm it's seven not men on the field. Look now. for it, just because. <laughs> anyway, if you guys happen, if you guys happen to find any bright spots in this game, I thought Jason. And now, do we have game? Do we have an ever elusive game ball award? Yeah, I was gonna say. Do we have game balls to give? But there's at least two players I think that deserve one. I know who I'm giving. And I'm not going to go first. I'm not going to go right. first. I know he's I'll through. go first. Go ahead. I'm giving mine. Mm-hmm. I'm giving mm-hmm. mine to number 92, Albert Hainsworth, because he's the only person <laughs> that would come in there and help D'Angelo Hall when he was getting his face ripped off by one dude while another guy was like punching him and pushing him over. And I was like, someone needs to get over there and help. And finally, he comes through there like a tempest. And starts like, <laughs> he just came skull. in there. He like, oh, it was awesome, dude. He came in there and he like pushed a couple guys, and then someone like pushed him back, and he just started swinging punches. He was like, room, room, like a big fat scythe, like just cutting his way through a field of wheat. 
I know. Why is he the only dude, dude that helps out his teammates, man? It was weak. He is. As soon as there's a fight, Albert Haynes was just like, hey, 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 here I come. It was kind of like. <laughs> but it was weak. Get me in there. But the weakest part about it is the refs were right there looking at D'Angelo Hall getting, like, destroyed and didn't throw the flag when Brandon Jacobs started punching him. Dude, you're totally right. He was getting attacked by two guys, and when you saw the replay before they froze it, there was a referee running in the background right towards him looking at him. That was Walt Coleman. Those referees weren't calling almost – they weren't calling anything in that game. They weren't calling anything against the Giants. The the uh, neutral zone in Holding all night They weren't long. calling holding, holding, but that's holding, nothing new. Holding. That all happens every game. There are at happens least three, every game. I know this is like my new kick. Kind of like John used to always be on the block and the back kick. But there was at least two ineligible <laughs> downfields on those screen passes that they were running up the middle. Where Shiver drive when Shiverth went out, Snee or whatever his name was, would just like run up the field and block. Yep. Yep. You were right. I saw the second one because I started thinking about it because you keep talking about him. And they called one on the Redskins. I was like, yeah, okay. dude. But they didn't call penalties at all in the first part, I think, because the referees were too cold. But, dudes, penalties or not called penalties no. did not make or break this game. I'm not saying it made <laughs> make or no break the game. Make no mistake. <laughs> dude, I'm not saying it made or broke the game. I'm just saying that um, that shouldn't have been called on Hainsworth. It should have been Absolutely. called on those other dudes. But I'm glad that actually one person Let me person tell you why. Team, Let me tell you why it was called on Hainsworth. Know, stand up for their dudes. Walt, Walt Coleman. Because Walt Coleman, good buds with Jerry Jones. Hainsworth is a cowboy stomper. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, there you go. This is information you won't get anywhere else. Only here at Harry Hog Football. There's a three degree separation from the Cowboys. Walt Coleman is from Little Rock, Arkansas. You know, uh, he and Jerry Jones, they share that same... Uh, deep mid-southern dialect. Uh, what else can I tell you? They've they've got that Arkansas, Arkansas connection. connection. They have that same love for Tony Romo. Deep love. Turn the blind the eye. The deep love. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Real love. Well, dudes, um, I, I'll go then. I'm going to get my game ball and. And uh, I know the guy threw a couple of picks, but I'm going to give it to Jason Campbell for toughing it out, man. He was getting slammed all night, and, you know, he had no protection whatsoever. And the guy just kept getting up. And even at, even at the, uh, you know, the second half, I mean, it was obvious. I mean, there are so many quarterbacks that have been like, let Todd Collins stay in there for the rest of this game. But he came back, and, he you know, he at least tried to play, tried to stick it out, knowing that he was going to be sacked. However many more times. So. Yeah, he pretty much got destroyed. And um, he man. did He did show some balls like, going back the, in the there. The picks. But I have to point something out about yeah. that. When he was out is when we got a 50-yard so pass what? to Santana Moss. So. You know why? You know why, dude? Because My Todd question? Collins had forgotten what it's like to get in there and be sacked five times a game and be hit another 12 times a game. He was in there fresh and he was like, Oh, okay. And he, and he got a good play or two off. And then he realized, Oh crap, I'm getting hit now too. And then did he do any better? No. I mean, 
Did the guys in front of him? Well, he came out. Todd Collins. What is he like? Thirty-six years old, but as far as like football goes, since he's been a career backup, he's probably got like a football body of a twenty-five-year-old. So he's, like he's got fresh, fresh, left in him. And John, care. John Gruden was like, he's used to whipping off the cape and coming he's, in there. He's used to whipping <laughs> off the cape. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, I'm I'm just saying, dude. I'm just putting it out there for people to okay. think about that. How often is uh, is Jason Campbell become gun shy of letting it go deep down the field? Because he didn't have time. Because he's he didn't have time. He he still. Because it's not like he could even drop back to take the time to get his receivers to be deep. I mean, he had so much, so much pressure yeah, on him. Dude, the guys I, weren't even ten yards down the I, field before there was a swarm of giants flies all around him. I mean, there's no. I'm not, and don't forget. I'm not. Don't forget in the Oakland game, in the first half of the Oakland game, same thing happened. He was getting destroyed for like the first quarter, like first quarter and about half the second quarter. He was getting beat up until they started protecting him better. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Um, that the protection sucked, but I also saw times when Jason Campbell was just like, especially on those little short slants, he just like locks on a receiver before they even hike the ball, and then they just bat it away or. Whatever. And you know what, Darren, you're exactly right. But you know what? He does no. not do that when he has time. When he starts getting hit a lot and he, he's just like, crap, I got to get the ball out. He's, you're exactly right. He goes back to his old habits, which we've talked about before. He starts locking on the receivers and, and eyeing them the whole time. And this you're brings exactly something right. up, too, so, so we can talk about it. You know, he's a restricted free agent this year, Jason Campbell. And. Unless it's an uncapped right. year. And so basically, if he's a restricted agent. free agent and the Redskins come back and offer him like a buck more than they paid him last year, he has to he has to accept it, right? They get him. Yeah, if they match it. So they can match it dollar so, for dollar, and he has to take I mean, it. What, I don't know. Let me ask this question. Or, or well, no, wait. Let me, let me clarify that. I'm sorry. If they match it, then some the other team, I believe, can make a better offer. But if the Redskins match the offer, he cannot take the other team's offer unless they make Let a better offer after that. The Redskins have the right to okay. match any offer. Well, here's offer a question for you. Basically. If you're Jason Campbell, do you want to stay in Washington next year? Man, that's a good question. I think, I, think, no. I mean, I've busted on him some this year. But I think we're all in agreement that we want yeah, him back, him back next year. I'll say that. But Aaron, what do you think? But if you're Campbell, do you want to stay? Um, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, if you're Campbell, do you want to come? Because back I mean, to look at where That's look a really at good question. What he's stuck with. I mean, is the offensive line going to get that much better? You know, he's only got so much more time in the prime of his career as a quarterback to make you know make a big impact in his career do good things and can he yeah. get that done in Washington if you're Jason Campbell do you want to come back on the other hand there's a new GM if he brings in Mike Shanahan it's going to probably stick with almost the same kind of a playbook roughly except for all that cutesy crap that Zorn does because it'll be a West Coast playbook again so there'll actually for once be some continuity for Campbell it won't be a completely different sim- system Having said that, you guys know that I don't think he's a very good West Coast system quarterback in the first place. But he's doing better 
<laughs> he's doing better. He's still not great at it, but he's doing a lot better than he used to. I don't think he. I don't think he's your quintessential West Coast quarterback, but he's. I think you can win a lot of games with him if you let him. If you give him an offensive line, I mean, you, he's the best quarterback that the Redskins have had any consistency with since really Joe Theismann. Because don't forget, Doug Williams wasn't really a starter. He was a starter and then a backup and a starter and then a backup and all that stuff. And he really didn't have more than a couple of good seasons in Washington. After Theismann, what have we had? True. We had we had Jeff George. True. I'll tell you what, dude. We could we could go through a whole list. Of the, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather um, keep. Um, I'd rather we, keep. We could, I'd rather keep Jason Campbell and draft two offensive linemen than lose Jason Campbell and draft one offensive lineman and a quarterback. Yeah, right on. And, dude, Aaron, you and I actually talked about that last night because on some of the big boards that they've been doing for the draft on ESPN, I can't remember which guy it was, one of the two guys on there, but one of them was saying that the Redskins were going to pick a running back in the first round. And you were like, yeah, but that was pre-Vinny leaving the team. So maybe now they actually have a GM that knows something about football and isn't a complete idiot. This GM might actually go for an offensive lineman in the first round. And incidentally, right now the Redskins are 4-10. and 10. We're not even in the top five draft picks <laughs> if the season ended today. We're like we're in this we're in the six to ten range. We're so bad, and yet there are teams that are worse than us. Mm-hmm. At least five, although two of those teams I think beat us, <laughs> like the Lions and the Rams, the Bucks. Who was it? The Rams, the Bucks are there. The Raiders, the Rams. I can't even remember which teams we beat and which teams we lost to out of that group. The Cowboys. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> all the games were so close and they were so bad. They're so bad. Um, and Carolina's actually won like six games now. But we did lose to Kansas City. Don't even bring that game up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good times. All right, all right. I need to give a game ball to somebody before we go into break, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, th- this, this is the one game where I could just say, screw it. I'm not giving one to anybody because they were so bad. But I, I guess I'll give one to Fred Davis because his, his – Skills as a pass receiver have been getting better and better. Oh yeah, he did. He did drop a touchdown, but he was getting hit. I think he still should have caught it. He did score a touchdown later on in the second half. I mean, he he didn't quit. There were a lot of guys on that field that quit and were just going through the motions. He did not quit. He was still playing and still doing his best. Mm-hmm. So I'll give one to Fred Davis. He's going to be good. It's going to be interesting now if they keep him and Cooley next year. Yeah. It could be really, really interesting and basically unstoppable offense if we have him and Cooley and and good receivers as well, like Moss and Devin Thomas out there. Because you got these two big wide or tight ends that can catch the ball really well and make a lot of yards after the catch. And who usually covers tight ends? Linebackers, safeties. So you know, you if you have your second linebacker covering our second tight end. We're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll have to wait and see what Bruce Allen does with it. Only what five. Bruce the Allen does. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, that Josh got his in, right? Yes. I think yeah. we need a yeah, break, I guess right? that's Allen the Bruce, huh? So, um, 
Yeah, let's take a break. Yes, when we come back on the other side, we will go into Tom's trivia. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. John, are you back from the potty? Ah, John's and John's John. Anyway, Tom's oh. trivia last week. Um, yeah. I asked the question since we did the uh, did the podcast right after the game, and the question one was: When was the last time? That the Redskins had eight sacks in a game. Any of you guys know the answer? I know the answer, but I'm going to hold off and not say it. Well, Dave in Michigan knew the answer to this. And the last time was against Dallas in 1990 when eight different Redskins had a sack in that game against Troy. Right. That's so pretty congratulations amazing. Players have players. had one sack each. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and if we each chipped in 10 cents. <laughs> anyway, congratulations, Dave, for another victory in Tom's Trivia. And do we have Tom's Trivia for this week ready we to go, Josh? All right, so with without any further ado, here's Tom's trivia. Hey guys, it's another episode of Tom's trivia. This one after the debacle against the Giants. Um, it was my fear that the Redskins were playing for Zorn, and that once news spread that it was, he was definitely gone and it was going to be Shanahan or whoever else. I just think they kind of no longer playing for Zorn, and that's why we had what we had last night. So that was horrendous, as bad as I've ever seen them play. They got crushed. Um, okay, well, uh, I missed the podcast by about an hour last week, so uh, I'll let the guys handle the question they asked, the award and the answers. Although David from Michigan got it, it right. <laughs> so I'll let you guys handle that. Um, and then, uh, my question from two weeks ago was in relation to the game against, um, uh, what was it? Saints? That's the game? Oh, the Raiders. No, no, that's right. You guys asked the Raiders, so it'd be the Saints. And the question was, the quarterbacks threw for a lot of yards. Sorry, I'm a little flustered here. The last time the Redskins gave up, uh, 400 yards at all, and it was the last in a regulation game. And David and Michigan got them right. Got them both right, actually. The last time we gave up 400 yards was to Boomer Esiason in 96, I believe, where he threw over 500 yards. 
And prior to that was 1989 against the Eagles when Randall Cunningham threw for 400. The Boomer game was overtime. The Randall Cunningham game was regulation. That one was 42-37, I believe. I was there. The team scored in the first play of the game, an 80-yard bomb to Gary Clark. They're up 20 to nothing before you knew it. Gerald Riggs ran for 220-plus yards. He fumbled the ball away, trying to ice the clock out. The Eagles did their typical thing where they lateraled a bunch of times and ran all the way back to our five, and then Cunningham threw his fifth touchdown pass of the game and beat us to the gun. He started 0-2 that year. It was gut-wrenching, but I was going to say the best game that I'd ever do for the Redskins lost until that game against the Saints. The best games I've seen were the Redskins lost. Um, okay, question for this week, based on the disaster of last night, was – when was the last time they get 40 points at home, 40 or more? And when was the last time, when was a bigger division loss at home by point spread? So that was 30, was 33 points yesterday. So when did they lose by more than 33? When was the last time they lost by 33 or more at home to a division opponent? All right. Let's hope not. Not that the Cowboys out of the playoff next week with the Giants when uh, the Cowboys are in a lot of trouble. So let's hope. All right. Uh, hang in there. Uh, we'll try and buy my man. I'll do it. All right. Thanks, Tom. We're back. Um, thanks for your trivia. I'm sure you guys are happy to have Tom's questions instead of mine. And All right. Dude, I forgot to put the uh, injury report on the itinerary, so we need to jump that. We need to jump and throw that in right here. All right. Why don't you just go with the injury report, and I've got the music for you, too. You do, you still have my same? I haven't got time for the pain. It's time for the injury report. I haven't got room for the pain. With John Adams. He hasn't oh, got my damn arm! <laughs> Dude, you don't have room for the pain. I don't have room for the pain. <laughs> oh, that could be so long. Um, pain. Going into the game, we knew that's... <laughs> going into the game, we knew that Stefan Heyer Who was, cares? was uh, Cut. injured. He had Move a knee on. injury. Um, I, I looked that up. He's He is questionable for the game. But, dudes, the thing is, who's backing him up? They cut Anthony <laughs> Baptiste. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. Will Montgomery, Jeff Montgomery, <laughs> Jeff George. Who's going to back him up? Who the hell was that guy they put in to back him up during the game, by the way? Will Robinson. Who was that guy? It was Will Robinson. Danger, <laughs> Will Robinson. Danger, danger. <laughs> danger, <laughs> Did you see how small he was next to Mike Williams? He was like half of Mike Williams' girth. Dude. He was so tiny. I'm pretty sure he's he came about straight out of Falls Church High School. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, he probably came from the University of Maryland. That's where we get all of our inside yeah. free agents. Unrestricted. They called Buddy over there and were like, Buddy, Dude. what's that guy's name? <laughs> what's their coach's Fridge, name? Ralph Friedgen. Yeah, they're like, hey, you got anyone we can throw in? We don't Dude, have time to Trey go like, scout real schools. They called Trey Johnson, dude. That is, that is no prep offense, <laughs> no offense Maryland Terrapin, love us. Oh, yeah. They need to call Trey Johnson. He's going to be like, man, you <laughs> guys like, man, I got suck. a couple of guys. Now, how many emails? Dudes, how many emails are we going to get from Maryland? Um, 
alumni. Yeah, now. we've lost we've <laughs> lost like thirteen percent of our listeners already. Which right now, but dude, seriously, it's. <laughs> I'm trying to say it in a nice way, but it's not like Maryland's been at the pinnacle of the ACC or or college football in the last few years. And if you ask most Maryland fans, they're ready to see the fridge go and see the <laughs> team be brought back. They've been doing pretty bad lately. Yeah. So that's all it's a lot of the ACC. It's just been bad ACC for the last few years. But anyway, this is not a college football podcast. I just that was the point I was trying to make. Is they're not exactly oh, oh, the right. powerhouse, sure. and that's where um, <laughs> Vinny seems to stroll over to because he can get his Starbucks coffee on the way, and it's still warm when he gets to the practice field. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, used to. Like I'm gonna head up to College Park and get myself some. I mean, some uh, scouting in. That guy's pretty good. <laughs> Let's give him a uniform. <laughs> I bet you he could run that we suck split left on three a lot better than these guys. <laughs> so anyway, back to the injury report. Um, Andre Carter tore a tendon in his bicep. Um, Are you serious? But he is probable for the game against the Cowboys. Kind of like Philip Daniels having a torn muscle, like what, torn tricep muscle? And yeah. he's still playing. I'm just shocked and awed by that. Well, dude, they've got so many other muscles that can make up for that, unlike you and I. That um, <laughs> it's like uh, we've got so more true. muscles to use. You guys don't. I mean, you have one tricep and one bicep. If one of those goes, you're done. But we've got like eight triceps. <laughs> Just kidding. It's like, well, their bicep is is as strong as every muscle in like one of our arms. Yeah, put the muscles in there like thumb is, are stronger <laughs> than the muscles in our entire arms. Maybe all three of us put together. So. Especially Andre Carter. That dude is cut more than... And I don't mean, like, cut like... Cut! I mean, cut like... Dude is, like, 1% body fat. That he, guy is just out of control. All the stuff he does. All those sprints up the hills at Ashburn. Like, all the extra work he does. That is a workout freak. So he's just, like, bicep tendon tear? Psh, that's nothing. He probably He probably saw that dude, thing tear and looked down and was like... Do you notice, though, like, oh, when, well. when Andre Carter was standing next to Brandon Jacobs... Andre Carter looks small. Dude, Brandon Jacobs is pretty huge. Brandon Jacobs is is like two eighty. Dude, he made Andre yeah, Carter look like small. Ben Roethlisberger like, size. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, it was. Andre Carter is not the most giant dude girth wise, but he's all chiseled. He's like all muscle. Yeah, he's totally chiseled. He has no body fat. That guy, it, it, it's, it's man, I mean, wow. That guy just is out of control. So if he tears one muscle, he's just like, I got more. He tears a tendon, he's like, no big deal, I got more. So anyway, what else is event, on the injury um, report? That's about it. I mean, you know, just little bangs and bruises and stuff. Jason Campbell's probably just black and blue all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. That's the most significant stuff going into the... Uh, Going into the game against the uh, Dow, excuse me, Dow Ass Cowboys on Sunday night, um, Hainsworth didn't re-aggravate. Hall didn't re-aggravate. You notice that Hainsworth and Hall are the two guys that always get in the fights and breaking each other's up. Yeah. Anyway, so hey, yeah, uh, that's the, the injury report. Oh yeah, the other big news from the week. Speaking of the Dallas game, is I told you, I told you, once a cowboy. Always a cowboy. Always a cowboy. Sean Sweezum, after being cut, after throwing the game against Dallas, and throwing the, throwing the game against the Saints, in my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. 
has signed with the Dallas Cowboys. His true colors show through. And you heard it here first on Harry Hog Football. Dude, we totally called it. We totally called it. I believe we did say in one of the in the last episode, watch him end up on the Cowboys now because their kicker sucks. And I don't even I think it's because it. of their kicker. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. So anyway, I hope we I hope he um sucks, but I wouldn't be surprised if he turns around and starts making like sixty five yarders now that he's back on his true team. Yeah, truly. Like before last night's game I was like, he's gonna be inconsequential. He's gonna come in and he's gonna kick off Sunday night against the Redskins and he's gonna go to like the twelve and that'll be his best kickoff of the night. But now, considering that half the team has given up, I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe uh, Sean Sweezing, I'm sure Vinny Serrato's hanging out down there in Arlington, Texas. So, because uh, that there's the only that's the only way that I can explain how ridiculously bad he is. That he was another Dallas spy, just like Sean Sweezing was. So, you know, maybe he's hanging out down there with Jerry, hanging out down there with Sean Sweezing, <laughs> going. <laughs> Anyway, we got some email this week, and of course I never remember their names when it comes to it. But um, we got an email from, um, oh man, a new listener. I forget, your, your name escapes <laughs> me. Told us to keep on doing what we're doing, and we will. And um, we also got an email from, um, <laughs> oh, heck, I can't remember. But anyway, thanks to everyone that sent the emails. Yeah, dude. And we got some comments on the website from Ruby Tripper, who, and, uh, T-Dye and Pat DeGroin. And, uh, yeah, actually, Pat DeGroin, you just posted, like, a monologue on here in the uh, chat box. Um, and we're in the middle of the podcast right now. I'll read that in a little bit. Um, I'm sure you're saying a lot of this exact same stuff that we're saying, because that game just sucked. Oh, yeah. So thanks for you guys for being active on the website and everything. And some of you guys may have noticed over the last what, eight hours or so, our site was down for a little bit, but it should be fixed now. So it is, it is fixed. That's right. Blame Danica uh, Patrick. Domain registration uh, issue that is taken care of. And if you guys taken care of, if you guys need some last minute gift ideas, why not click through the little Amazon box on our. Um, site and buy some Amazon gift cards that you yep. can instantly print out and give to your uh, your loved ones and we'll get a little cut of that to help us not forget to pay our domain hosting <laughs> bills. <laughs> so we and can if you want to get some Harry Hog merchandise, if you do the shop drop down menu, the top link is the new Harry Hog football shop. I know Aaron put a couple of new shirts in there recently. Yeah, the fair weather fan. Or, sorry, there. all weather fan shirt, which was everyone that stayed to the very end of that game last night. Yeah, man. Wow. If you are listening and you stayed for that entire game, you yeah. are a true fan. And you I know. I mean, shirts. I know we would have done the same thing, and we've done the same thing in games before. Where we're just like, oh, this is horrible. But you know, all weather fans, all the time. That's HarryHouseFootball dot com. So. Um, you no, got anything right. to add, Josh? You know, uh, also, you can follow us on Twitter and Harry Hogg. Yeah. Uh, we're getting more followers, and we're following other folks. A lot of retweeting going on. So uh, stay up to date with some of the latest tweets about the Redskins. Just start following Harry Hogg on Twitter. And very Harry Hogg. That's H-A-R-R-Y Hogg. 
If you want to send us an email, it's redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. If you know the answer to Tom's trivia, it's tom at harryhogfootball.com. And we're very close to having a brand new streamlined website. Which oh, yeah. Pretty sweet. Just in time for Christmas. Next year. <laughs> 2010. <laughs> How long have we been talking? I know some of you guys just like, dude, you've been talking about that for like eight months. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, send us some email. Um, keep the faith, especially since it's Dallas week, even though we don't know what team is actually going to show up and um, play next week. Hopefully it'll be the one that played against the Saints and Oakland. But either way, we're going to be watching, staying up to the very end. Actually, Josh, you're going to be here in Virginia Beach. You know what? I was, I was, I was even toying ah. with the idea of driving up to DC because you know there's going to be tickets available. Oh yeah, I know there's oh, yeah. tickets available because the well, I didn't email. I didn't want to say so. that, but <laughs> yes, they did me too, and they they said they were like forty bucks for for tickets. They emailed me. They and what? And that's dude, you said the Redskins forty dollars. Forty bucks? Oh my! My have the mighty rich businessmen <laughs> fallen. Oh yeah, you reap what you sow. Oh wait, wait, it's due to anyway. visiting team returns. Just thought I'd point that out. Not yeah, due right. to us, you know, pooping the bed yeah. all season. Yeah. Speaking right. of the visiting team. <laughs> speaking of the visiting team, hopefully we'll be able to take them out and. Uh, you know, knock them back a notch and hopefully squelch. Hopefully, this will be the game that uh, the Redskins win and uh, knock the uh, knock the Cowboys down and knock them out of the playoffs again. Yeah, that's what we have to play for. So that's what we have to play for is to keep them out of the playoffs because I guess the Giants are, are just about keeping up with them. So, you know, we did our duty by letting the cow- letting the Giants win. So that the Cowboys would have less of a chance to make the playoffs. So now it's time to continue our duty and yep. knock the Cowboys out. So remember this <laughs> week: hail to the Redskins, even though they suck. <laughs> and if you see a Cowboys fan, Yoko! Yoko! All the fair weather fans. Thank <laughs> you.